This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast, online at inthisleague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. Back on the saddle, it is the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Bogman. That is him, me. Yo, yo, yo. The Welsh, that's me. We're back. Felt like forever. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Hey. We hope you had a great holiday. We had a uh, pretty damn good one. Hey, what's happening? So, and I had a great weekend. Yeah. Yeah. King in the North! That's great. <laughs> People that are listening to a basketball uh, podcast really want to hear about your Steelers. Everybody. Steelers! Only you and Nico give a shit. Pittsburgh going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. You love it. You I, love it. I hope. I, I want. I. <laughs> I All want you them. want is for the Steelers to lose to the Ravens, so I feel as mad as you. I oh, understand. Yeah, actually, then we'll both uh, suffer from Harbaugh issues. So yeah, absolutely, I do. I just don't want the Cowboys and Steelers to win. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, I. You know what? If we lose in the next weekend, you know, that would be more acceptable. I don't want to lose at all, of course, but just not to the Ravens. This is the most unacceptable but. open ever. Because by the way, this is episode twenty-eight, <laughs> and this episode is brought to you by DraftKings, the leader in the rapidly rising daily fantasy sports market, which, by the way, is here to stay. No matter how you're doing in your yearly drafts, football, it's over. Basketball, it might be over. You can have a new team each day with DraftKings. Play basketball, hockey, even college sports with games starting at just like a quarter. If you haven't tried daily fantasy sports, DraftKings is the best place to be. Use our promo code ITLBB, whether you get there through our website in this league.com or by going to DraftKings.com. Use that promo code ITLBB as a first-time depositor and get a free entry into a contest and a chance to have your first-time deposit match up to 600 bucks. You know the drill. Promo code ITLBB. Three spots left in the Fantasy Baseball League. That is three spots left. We'd like to welcome Nico yep. into the Fantasy Baseball Listener League. Thank Let, you, Nico. Let's just say Nico awesome. deserves it. That's all we'll say. We're not going to get into Nico details. Nico deserves it. Nico deserves it. So uh, that is the, the main league for baseball. There's no special entry to get into it, but there's no way to enter right now to have your chance to get in outside of being a first-time depositor with DraftKings. Those people get the early bird sign-in, and then once we start, by the way, that bas- baseball podcast is starting January 9th, the first episode. So get ready. We'll give you all subscription stuff if that's something you want to be into and join us with. Once we're in, any spots that are not filled in the main league, we will give people an opportunity to get in or the other big league. That is correct, the Welsh. Is there any uh, coincidence that we're having our daily fantasy guest on right after we just lost a bunch of money on Christmas Day? <laughs> yeah, that's it's a good point. Maybe we should have had Ian Goldsmith from the Fake Basketball who's joining us today on the podcast. We should have had him on the week prior because we did the <laughs> – now, we barely lost. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was – God – and we had Sean a good Williams. lineup. We had the the typical thing, uh, even on the fake basketball. They say is if you score about two hundred and fifty points, you're pretty much going to cash. Well, I think we were right there, and we had a really good lineup. Sean Williams screwed us a little bit, and we were just outside of money. That was that big um, holiday basketball one that was like a twenty dollar, you know, sign sign up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were really close. Just uh, no cigar, you know. But hopefully, if and buts was candies and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Rest in peace. Rest in yeah. peace. 
Uh, but Ian Goldsmith from the Fake Basketball will be joining us today. We'll be talking some daily fantasy sports, and we'll try to even uh, break him out of that D- DFS shell and talk about some other standard stuff, like you know random pickups and some player debates. So we'll be digging deep into that. And if you would like to follow Ian on Twitter, I will obviously talk about it at a later time too, but you can find him at Ian R. Gold, I-A-N-R Gold. That's on Twitter. Find him, get your daily fantasy info stuff. Can we not talk about uh, football anymore? Football! Well, the Rockets have been on a losing streak. I watched the uh, watched them lose to the Spurs yesterday too, and uh, and we added Josh Smith. So, yeah. well, we got to talk about that Josh Smith thing. By the way, what do you think about that? Let's just go there because we're going to say I was going to say that for a little bit later, but uh, LOL was the only thing I could think of when he signed with Houston because of how much you hate. It would only be better if Josh Smith and Brandon Jennings went to Houston. Oh, come on, come on! What's your problem? He had a really good first game, and his second yeah, game yeah, his blah. second game was terrible. I mean, the guy can't shoot, and all he wants no. to do is shoot. So it's it's decent having Josh Smith on our team because he's the fourth option. On our team. You know, he, he's the fourth option behind Harden, Ariza, and Dwight, but he doesn't think he's the fourth option. Now nah, he's going to he treat it like too the many second. Damn shots like he did yesterday and just brick them. You know, and it's another, I don't really understand. It's another fourth quarter guy that can't that can't shoot. And Papa Nicolau is not getting on the court anymore. You know, I don't like it. Well, what uh, do you, I, I don't understand what Houston does. A great point you just brought up in the fourth quarter. You can't have Josh Smith and Dwight Howard on the floor at all times, no, especially in the clutch. Freaking free throw. Yeah, so you got to put these other guys in. It's killing Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza for the last three weeks has just been a disappointment. And wow, he's been a disappointment for longer than that. But, but it's yeah. but it's not just Josh Smith, but it hurts even more. It kills um, Papa Nicolau, Papa New Guinea. It hurts <laughs> him. And Terrence Jones. Ter- I mean, I don't know what Terrence Jones is going to do when he gets back. Are they going to do Howard well, Jones I don't know and if Smith? Terrence Jones is ever coming yeah, back. If he does. By the way, highly suggesting everybody just drop Terrence Jones. There's no value in him. Yeah. He keeps coming up in conversation like, oh, this guy came up. Should I drop Terrence Jones? Yeah. Yes. You should. Yep. You should do it for anybody except like Charlie Villanueva, who everybody wants to pick up because <laughs> I'm not picking him up. So Charlie Villanueva. People want him. Uh, is they, this 2006? This is is this God. Connecticut? Isn't that where he's from? <laughs> no, I'm college? Not I think it was I Connecticut. Know. I think I was pretty good at that. Want to thank everybody who used our Amazon link over the holidays. We had a good response for that. It helps the site. All of these things, you know, you hear us shilling a little bit, but that's what we got to do. We're, you know, we're running the show, man. It's it's just me and the bogs. And All then, about that hustle. And, by the way, Mike Concho coming on for the baseball. If you're looking forward to that, our DFS and major, major uh, fantasy baseball guy. So be on the lookout for that. But it's just us. And a lot of people help support us by going to that Amazon link on the website, purchasing whatever they did over the holidays, and then Amazon hooks us up a little bit. So thank you for doing that if you did it, and you can do it anytime, and it inadvertently helps us. So we appreciate everybody that takes the care you know, to appreciate us. We, I got a lot of emails and tweets. I was like, hey, Merry Christmas. I was like, wow, I don't get that from my family. <laughs> like, I don't get that from my friends and family as much response as we got of just like, hey, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and blah, blah, blah. So thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, thanks everybody, uh, and thank you for using the Amazon tab. That that's awesome. Um, you know, I, I used it a whole bunch because I hate going out in the crowd. So yeah. it helps, and it's going to be up there all year. So if you ever buy anything from Amazon, just you know, like on through. And last help, little bit, help of, your buddies Bogman and the Welsh. Yeah, please, we appreciate it. Then we can uh, we can eat. Not that we need to. <laughs> I put that know. new I put a new Twitter picture up, and I was just looking at it, and I was just like, Ugh, look at my chin. Like, <laughs> 
I'm just not going to not eat in 2015. That's going to yeah. be the thing. Well, that's why my picture is from like six years ago. <laughs> exactly. So. And the last bit of little <laughs> shilling real quick is you know that uh, we would really appreciate it if you rate or review us on iTunes. Some of you do that. When you do, I get giddy and happy inside. And uh, And by the way, if you do it not in the U.S., let me know because I don't know if you do that. And one in particular, Stephen Lee, Stephen J. Lee 11 on Twitter, he let me know on Twitter that he had sent us a really nice review, and I went to the Canadian iTunes and found it, and he's just a nice dude. This is what he put. He put, easily the most entertaining fantasy basketball podcast. The Welsh and Bogman bring it every single episode and have great chemistry, sometimes, when I'm not mad. Sure, sometimes <laughs> they are completely wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I was completely wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Thank uh, you. It's uh, oh, great. It's the best. But at least they admit it and often include outside experts to provide their insights too. In other words, they welcome guests and don't pretend other competing podcasts don't exist, thus allowing the listeners to benefit from multiple experts' opinions while being thoroughly entertained. Merry Christmas, boys. Thank you for entertaining the masses. Thank you, Stephen. That is a very, very nice review, and that is up for the world to see. That's why it's a big deal, so people find us and more people listen, but it will not take away our attention from you. We are always here for you, even during we the are. holidays. We were even there for the holidays. I hope I got to everybody. I may not have because it got a little weird over the holidays. So Yeah, I know. I was like, you're sitting there answering 17 questions on Christmas Day. I was like, Jesus, take a break. I'm yeah. taking a break. Take a break. Yeah, well, as soon as yeah. my as soon as like I'm not around the family for a second, I'll answer it. Because if I'm answering it when people are around, oh, oh all yeah. hell is yeah, breaking you're loose. Me. You're the devil, right? I, I'm not that stupid. So <laughs> if you would be so kind to rate or review us on iTunes, I think you can even write a review or at least rate on Stitcher and maybe on TuneIn. If you do those, thank you so much. If you want, let us know, and I will give you a nice little plug on the show because you are an outstanding person. Love you very much. Love you long time. By the way, have we mentioned next week, J.J. Cali is on the episode, Roto-Wires, and I think other places, J.J. Cali will be on the podcast. January 5th, that'll be the episode. What is that? Episode 29 or 30. That's 30. That's the start of the 30. We're all leading up to episode 37. Thank you. 37. Thank you very, very much. So in the vein of everything getting a little nuts over the holidays, I can't exactly put together all the questions we got. You even put together uh, a quick little AMA over a weekend. There, there's lots of questions out there. I think we answered them all. For the most part, we're not going to do any Twitter email ones because we did a majority of it. And lots of things have changed. But one did come in really quick from Youngberg, the boy, the man. Didn't he beat you in the Listener League? Moving on. Okay. Just, just moving on. He's playing. He, he's playing me this week, so it's big. And by the way, I beat he, Nico last week in the listener league, so no big well, deal. Of course he did. Nico's not that good. Oh. So. <laughs> did you beat him too? I did. He's yeah, not too. That's, that's why his name is Knight for MVP now. Did you not notice that? Oh yeah. Good call. Well, and I play Youngberg <laughs> this week. He just wanted thoughts from us real quick on Alex Lynn, Mozgov, Soli, and Burks, guys that have been coming up a lot, and he just wanted to get our basic outlook. Uh, Alex Lynn came up a lot over the Christmas holiday of people wanting to pick him up. I used him in DFS actually Stock just up, last man. night. Yep, I used him last night, and he was effective. He is a pickup. I think you agree with me, Bogman. I would pick him up almost in any league, probably not in an eight-man league, in a 10-man in a league pending the guy you're dropping. Who is completely right, right, right about Alex Lynn now? Yeah. Who, well, we, who, who does that look like? We huh? both brought that one up. Wow. We both like Alex Lynn. You liked Alex Lynn first, me. though. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. You're, you're, you're getting right again. Good for you, Bob. 
I'm happy. Yeah, for you. no, Alex Len is is trending uh, north. He's going up. He's getting more minutes. He's getting more confidence. It, it's just it looks like a good situation there for Alex Len. So. Well, and trending down seems seems to be Timothy Mozgov. He is not the player that we uh, once thought he was. Kenneth Fareed, man. You can't Kenneth oh, Fareed is getting every single board that comes off he, the rim. I, thank God, because I have him in our big <laughs> keeper league, and I was just like, what is going on? And I almost sold him off a couple times. And, and even last night I was talking, Nico had uh, hit me up on Twitter, and I was doing a, a, a DraftKings, and I set up, and I put Fareed in. He's like, I like your lineup, everybody but Fareed. And I'm like, dude, he just went for 24 and 26. He's like, okay. And then Fareed went off last night. <laughs> I think he went 17 and 16. And then he hit me up later. He's like, you did start Fareed, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen yeah. to you. You listen to me. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't worry about it. I got this. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, Yosef Yurkic. Uh, did I get that right? Nurkic. Nurkic? No. Not even close. Do we need to go back to speaky spelly time? Yeah. Let's try this one on for size. Will be Yusuf Norkit. Beef jerky. You sell DVDs. No, no. <laughs> Jer- jerky kick. Not Yusuf Norkit. Sidekick. Oh, well. Yo, 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 ma. Yosef Norkit. One more of this freaking train wreck. <laughs> he was in it. He I, was I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why we have to go back to him. <clears throat> Miles Goff, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's looking super, super great for him. Yosef seems to be on the trend up. I wouldn't be surprised if Mozgov got moved. Right, but isn't it... Well, if that would be great if he got moved. Yeah. But isn't this just another weird rotation that Shaw's doing until it doesn't work for him and then he'll go back to another weird rotation? Yeah, I agree That's with that. That's why I'm not complete... Like, I'm sold on Fareed. Like, Fareed is doing it. But... uh you know, Mozgov isn't right now, but you know this is okay. But he's check not this a out, though. Player like Fareed. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Is those are two different players. Fareed's yes. a guy I wouldn't have ever dropped, even though he was trending yeah, down. Yeah. Mozgov, I would particularly. I would drop Mozgov for Lynn right now. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I I probably would too. But it, it's it's close. I you know if you do that, just keep an eye on Mozgov. Because there's going to be some point later in the year where you can pick him back up and he'll be effective. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Jared Solinger, who you have in our Big Keeper League, has been trending down a little bit. I'm trying to think of who it was. I somebody was I was emailing over the holiday weekend and they were I had to talk them off the ledge of Jared <laughs> Solinger. And then that night I think he went off for I think it might have been the 19 and 8. Yeah, it was game. the one good game he's had over the last two weeks. I yeah. think. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't drop Sol. I wouldn't drop Solinger in general. No, no, no. In any capacity, a lot of people no, are trying to no, sell no. on him. I would hold tight. Don't worry about it so much. It's a bad run right now. It sure is. When I'm, I'm looking at the numbers, but I still believe in him. Give it like two weeks. If in two weeks it still continues, I st- I would just try to move him. I wouldn't try to release him. I would try to move to somebody like me who still believes in him. You hold on to Sully. I mean, it's going to come back around. You know, it, Brad Smart, especially, is cyclical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, for a week, it's Olenek. For a week, it's Zeller. For a week, it's Sully. For a week, it's going to be Brandon Wright at some point. It's going to all come back around, and Sullinger's well, going to get it. doesn't look the like cream, it's ever going to be Brandon Wright, but I know what you're saying. The cream is going to rise to the top, and Sully is better than all those guys. So it, once he starts knocking down shots again, he'll hold a whole ton of value, and he'll get more minutes, and it's coming. Yeah, it's yeah you're right. And, and then the last one is Alec Burks who is another player that uh, actually all of the, do you own Mozgov in our keeper league? Yes. All of these players that young Bergast does about are owned by you and I in our keeper league. <laughs> I just want to point that out in our big keeper league. We've been doing for five years. I have Burks and Fareed. You have Sully and Mozgov. So I'm just, that's, you know, letting you know where I'm coming from. When I say this, I still wouldn't drop Alec Burks. Um, if you are in a smaller league, you could, 
And if there's a really good free agent, you could. But he was putting he's putting up good numbers when he plays. And until they tell me he's out for a month or he's out for the season, I'm not going to drop him. His last game, he played 34 minutes, went 23, 3, and 4. That's pretty what? damn good in 34 minutes. And he was playing. He played 30 plus minutes in his last six games. What I would say about Burks is you can't drop him. They, while the guy's playing, you can't drop him. But the shoulder is really concerning to me. So what I do is, you know, I would try to wedge him in a trade. Um, you know, if, if you're going to make a trade with somebody, you could wedge Burks in there and get somebody of equal value back. I would do that just because the shoulder bothers me. It, it, it's been bothersome to him. He's missed a game here and there, you know, but it looks like he's okay. But I think at some point they'll shut him down because they're the Jazz and not going to go very far. And Dante Exum will get a lot of run there. And that's so why you have you to can, monitor him. Right. And if you can wedge him into a trade somehow and get somebody of equal value back, I would do it for sure. Speaking of injury, guys, I got a lot of questions about Carmelo, the Welsh. They're still coming up? Well, yeah. Well, especially because he went, he left last night's game with, you know, quote unquote, knee discomfort yeah. now. Mm. Um, what, what are you doing with Carmelo? Trading, man. I've, I've been going off. Darnell has been uh, hitting me how up low? about his team. <clears throat> well, how low were we? I was lower than you before. Are, are you are you like 50 cents on the dollar? Are you 70 cents on the dollar? What what are you selling him for? <laughs> Some guy asked me about Shabazz Muhammad the other day. That's and I was lowest, like, no, so no not a low. chance in hell. No <laughs> way. I would rather go down with the ship than trade him for Shabazz Muhammad because it's, That's you know, too much. Shabazz is playing well right now, but... Peck, Rubio, and Kevin Martin are all going to come back. That's all. That's for too the much. Okay, so it, I think it's even lowered a little bit more right now. Um, Carmelo is sitting on a Yahoo rank of forty with his current rank of seventy. I think that forty range is a good place, and I I would try if I could get like two guys, like depth guys that were lower ranked. I would do that. But if you're talking one for ones, I think you really have to consider this right here. I think Tobias Harris. Don't you agree? Oh man! Don't you agree, yeah. Tobias Harris, dude? No, he, he's no, right. no, no. I mean, I agree. I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I know. only think back to the beginning of the season where I'm telling people to drop Tobias Harris. <laughs> I know. You well, know. You, you and and um, yeah, I would probably do that. Let me read this off to you with Tobias Harris. I'm going to compare some numbers real quick. Carmelo has a 45% field goal percentage. Tobias 47. They have about the same free throw. Uh, Tobias has more rebounds. I'm going to just do it this way. Carmelo has about five more points a game and a rebound more a game, and everything else is about equal. The problem with Carmelo is you're probably going to lose him for the season at some point. So if you could get a guy that's relatively close like that, here's another one, uh, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Well, it, Hayward I don't think anybody will do because of the beginning of Hayward's season. I mean, he slowed down a lot. But, I mean, but those I, are names that you should look for. Like, you know, would I do yeah. Markeith? Eh, I'd probably still want more. Would I do Derek Favors? Maybe, pending my needs. You know, I would definitely do any guys above. I look at this list. I would do all these guys above him. Um, Millsap, you know, Vuk, uh, Love, Conley. I probably would do Favors. I wouldn't do Collison. So, bottom line, it's like what I'm saying is, is it's just like these guys that are in like the 40s, I think that's where you start. If you can get higher, do it. If, if, I wouldn't maybe go much lower, you know, like I'm obviously the guy's lower than him. I would do Eric Bledsoe at this point for Anthony. You, you just have to see what risk you want. He's going to get shut down. There, there's yeah, just no doubt yeah, in my mind I he's agree. getting shut down. So I'm, what I would do is I would uh, throw him out, you know, on your wire to say I'm willing to trade Carmel and I'm willing to sell him low and see what people come back or just say nah, I wouldn't I'm say willing to low. sell him. Yeah. You know, I'm willing to sell on Carmelo and see what kind of offers you get back. And if you're not sure about him, 
email us, tweet us, whatever you want to do. I think the main strategy you have to do with Carmelo at this point is you need to get a guy that's lower ranked that's playing really, really well. Like I don't, I just you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna get Millsap for Carmelo. Someone's not gonna oh. want to do that. But if you could go get a guy that has had a lower rank but is playing above their means, like a good example of that would have been like Corver, you know, or Hayward. I mean, Hayward's tough because of how hard, Heidi, how hot he started. Heidi Ho. Yeah, Heidi Ho. But that would about be a, what I'm talking about. So it's just tough. It's tough, you know. Hopefully you didn't draft him. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're not like me and didn't take him. Spend $61 on him. Yep, there is And a, the fact you drafted Carmelo Anthony. That would all be right. wrong. How many How many people right now are just shaking their heads? Shake, shaking, shaking, just shaking their heads. Shaking heads. Shaking heads. Just shaking their heads. Time for some injuries. Oh, snap. Thank you, Robot. Of course, we have Carmel, LOL, Anthony. Yep. Knee injury day to day. The rest of the guys here, uh, the bad one was Verizhao. Achilles tear out for the season. We told you it was going to happen. He was going to go say. down and, and miss the rest of the season this at some is, point. This is why here. you never should have dropped Tristan Thompson if you had him. You never drop him because that was going to happen. Other guys that are injured right now, Heinrich has a hamstring. He's day to day. Kobe Bryant is old. He's day to day. Well, he did play last of night. Completely right, right, right. I talked about Kobe getting rested the whole offseason. People yeah. said I was crazy. You know, they're not going to rest him. It's not Popovich, blah, 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 blah. And guess what? He had to sit out because of his body. He's old. Yeah, he That's is why he had to sit out. Suffering from a very severe case of old. And it's going to keep happening. I mean, you know, the season isn't going to get shorter. So yeah. just look for that to happen to Kobe. Trade him if you can. If somebody's still obsessed with Kobe for some reason or they're not paying attention, move him. Yeah. Um, Justin Hamilton had a concussion. He's day to day in a you know big weirdness of the Miami front court. Um, Amari Stoudemire knee day to day. Lukamba Mute calf out indefinitely. We're not sure about him. Tony Parker. They say hamstring. He's just old. Yeah, he's you know another case of oldness. Day to day, Alec Burks. We talked about the uh, the shoulder. Um, he missed Saturday. He's day to day. Sullinger rolled his ankle the other day. We're not sure how long he's going to miss. Um, and Gary Neal with an ankle day to day. And then I think uh, Kyrie Irving is going to play on Tuesday. They said because he missed a game. Him and Lamar- Lamarcus because a couple we didn't have in here. Lamarcus Aldridge missed I think two games because of some uh, virus. Some yeah, I don't. I never put illnesses on the injury list because they're illnesses. Yeah, no. You know, but, unless it's unless it's meningitis, you know, a, yeah. a flu bug. And somebody's going to get over. And it. then it's you not, go trade fifty cents on the dollar for Demarcus Cousins. That was a good decision. But uh, Kyrie yeah. Irving did hurt himself, but he is scheduled to play on Tuesday. And I think KD is finally coming back. Uh, well, he didn't play the other night, so we'll see. Yeah. You know. I don't want. I don't want to say he's coming back and get everybody's hopes up. Yeah. So. Well, it is mainly time. my hopes. So. Yeah, you do love yourself some KD. Russell Westbrook, by the way, how's that guy? Man, he's really good. He's pretty good. Stephen Adams also pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, no big deal. Um, it is time for us to let's do some DFS talk. We haven't done any substantial DFS talk, and with football ending and basketball in the midseason, we're bringing on Ian Goldsmith from thefakebasketball.com. We'll talk some DFS. We'll talk our normal things like player debates and waiver wires, and I don't know. I think it's time we do it. (laughs) 
This portion of the show with Ian Goldsmith is brought to you by DraftKings. Two awesome things I want to tell you about. First is the College Football Bowl Series. It's 23 games and nine contests to choose from while drafting an awesome college football DFS team to win big. That is freaking cool. The second is the January Jam. It's like $2.7 million between six contests. It has the Millionaire Maker. It's an encore for the divisional playoffs. Or it has a $500,000 NBA slam dunk with the top prize winning $100,000. And you can win a ticket into the January Jam games for as low as as a quarter, not to mention the awesomeness that is playing the NBA DFS every day, whether it's 50-50 contest, tournament style, or playing against a friend or a group of friends, I don't know, like ITL, (laughs) to be the best. If this is your first time doing DFS with DraftKings, use our promo code ITLBB to support what we do. And if you do DraftKings, they'll give you a free entry into a contest plus a chance to match that deposit up to 600 bucks. Like I said, you know the drill. ITLBB. Thank you to all those that are supporting us by using the promo code on DraftKings. We really appreciate it. And if you're on the fence about it, our guest Ian Goldsmith here is going to give you some great pointers on, you know, how to do DFS and why you should. So um, be sure to listen to him. And if you want in on the Fantasy Baseball League, the the 12-man one, the one with the nice prize we're going to have, go ahead and sign up. Send me a screenshot. Three spots left. We are down to trace. So get in, send me your screenshot, and let me know you want in. And or, if you do it, by the way, you can also do you. You don't have to do the baseball. You can be for next year's basketball. And I would just point out this promotion is through December. So like yeah, this is days. the last show. You've got you've got the what is this Monday the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st. You have through Wednesday. And if you do sign up and send that screenshot to Bogman, you can have one of the last few spots into that main baseball league or a basketball league for next year. Yeah, do it. All right, guys, so like we said, Ian Goldsmith from thefakebasketball.com. We're changing things up a little bit. We're finally, we're giving the proper notice to DFS conversation. By the way, you know, we just mentioned that the podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Well, what perfect person to bring right before the year ends than to bring in Ian Goldsmith from thefakebasketball.com. Ian, what's up, man? Much, man. How you doing? Nice we're, to be on here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're going to be doing a lot it. better once we just suck all <laughs> of the information out of you about DFS so we can properly start winning. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, the Welsh has oh. lost all of our DraftKings money. It's all the Welsh. It's not me. I only win games. This of is not. That's complete <laughs> complete false falsities. You're wrong, Bogman. Play the play the song. I was completely wrong. 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 I was wrong. 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 I, was I was completely wrong. 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 I was this is what hey, has hey, to happen. Losing streaks happen, man. It's all, it's all right. Well, we start again, right? Yeah. Well, we're gonna pick your brain about all of those things because uh, you you do daily fantasy sports. That is your thing. And the fakebasketball.com, it's where you can find DFS strategies. You can find cheat sheets. They do DraftKings cheat sheets. Ian, you do the DraftKings ones, don't you? Or do you and a couple guys? I do. I do. I do DraftKings cheat sheets. Um, we provide. Uh, all kinds of goodies on there. You can always come to our site um, for a lot of free content, but our cheat sheets provide, uh, we'll give you some optimized lineups, uh, you know, strategy on how to how to build your lineups, uh, give you all of our top picks for the night, and a, a lot of different numbers that you can uh, customize for yourself. Switch them around. So it's a great deal, good information. And it's a great name, The Fake Basketball. I'm really digging that. I dig it, yeah. Yeah, props to uh, Chet Gresham. 
uh, who owns all the uh, fake sports sites. So that's pretty slick. Yeah, and you're also a writer uh, for the fake football on Twitter at the fake football. So you do football DFS and you're doing basketball DFS. By the way, on Twitter at fake basketball. How did your season go with football this year? You know, it was it was going pretty stagnant until the last few weeks. And uh, in the last three weeks, I've I've just done really well in a few big tournaments. So yeah. it's. Uh, been a good end to the season. Actually. Well, you're just another dirty Steelers fan. So I just, <laughs> yes, I'm just surrounded yes, by I Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Bogman is so insufferable right now. Do you, um, you know, I wanted to ask you, do you play regular yearly or do you only do daily now? I always play yearly leagues in football still. Um, okay. And and as far as basketball goes, I, you know, I, I may do one league a year. I'm in, I'm in one league with a bunch of different different writers this year and, and had to suffer through an auto draft, unfortunately. Oh, oh. tell me you took Carmelo. Oh God. No. Okay. I have I have Steph Curry miraculously, so that's keeping me in the middle of the pack, but well, that's not- what would you say, like to people that haven't done DFS, what are the biggest differences between the yearly and daily besides obviously you have to be on top of it all the time for daily? You do have to be on top of it all the time, yeah. Um, obviously, in the yearly leagues, you know, research going into the season is huge, um, and you know, there are a lot of big question marks. And and sort of the benefit of daily leagues, I mean, there's a new draft every day. Um, if if you keep up with the information, um, then you certainly have an advantage over a lot of the other players, um, and that's that's huge because I mean, the amount of injuries that happen, the amount of amount of players that get spot starts. Uh, you know, look at Tay Mason Plumley, for example. He's come out of nowhere um, in the last few weeks when Brooke Lopez was down and has just been an absolute monster. And if you yeah. took advantage of that early and, you know, got in when his prices were were still actually reasonable, uh, you know, you would have you would have profited, you know, quite nicely. So I mean that's because we all know Brooke Lopez is getting hurt. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. we, we even the said Welsh that. definitely may have drafted Brooke Lopez. I may or may league. not have drafted it, but we did say, by the way, speaking of what Ian was talking about, when you're doing those preseason things, I don't know, maybe within this league.com, maybe that's where you were doing it. One thing we did tell you was get ready because there, there are two things you can be sure of in life after death and taxes that – uh, Anderson Verjao will get hurt, and that Brook yeah, Lopez yeah. will get hurt. Those are guarantees. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you you can't be fooled on those two things assuredly happening every single year. So I want to ask you because the fake basketball, it's all about daily fantasy. You are an expert in that, and one of our listeners, uh, Michael Youngberg, who is getting a lot of props in this episode. We got to stop saying his name. We'll just say a guy. <laughs> he when we posted that you were going to be on the episode, he wanted to know. This is kind of an overall thing for people that really want to dig deep into daily fantasy because there are websites out there for you to get cheat sheets and information but he wanted to know specifically if you didn't mind unveiling the curtain behind what you do is what type of sources do you use to determine you know where these values and the best players to play are you know is it twitter is it vegas are they through beat reporters what are those things because it is interesting on your website and i don't mean to ask a question and then keep going but i found the, one of the most fascinating things i found was how you guys had the basic strategy with DraftKings of saying you need a point per $200 you spend on a player and about $250 usually will get you to cash. So when you're determining these lineups and trying to build around maybe a basis like that, what sources are you using to come up with this stuff? Well, number one has to be Twitter by far. Um, it's, it's the easiest source for quick information. Um, you know, if there's an injury out there, 
you want to, you want to, you know, I'm, I'm can't think of the names off the top of my head, but there are a lot of, you know, NBA injury guys. Just focus on that. Um, definitely follow beat reporters from all the teams. You know, follow other uh, DFS experts um, from your site, from other sites. Well, I don't know. Maybe um, like they're all extremely important. Maybe like Ian Goldsmith at Ian R Gold. Maybe you follow him. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Follow follow me there. Um, follow all of our other writers at the Fake Basketball. Um, all very important. Ever there's a lot of lot of great information out there. I mean, you need you need to filter it. I mean, that's that is a problem. So you need to you need to find the right people to follow. Um, but Twitter's definitely number one. Um, go to our website, Fake Basketball. Roto World's great. Yeah, uh, the world's great for you know quick uh, injury information. Um, you know, see who's going to be out out for a, any given night. Um, what about Vegas? Vegas? What about because because Youngberg brought up Vegas? What how, does Vegas yes. play a role? Vegas is a huge huge part of of uh, what's going on. You you want to look for close games. Um, number one, um, and you want to look for high scoring games. You want to look for over unders that are you know well well above two hundred. So no Spurs ever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're no, not you're not picking anybody. You know, there, in a, there are situations when it calls for uh, Tony Parker on Christmas Day was somehow yeah. a minimum salary. So yeah, D- that was the him, the so. funniest thing ever I, I saw on Twitter, where someone was like, "Who are the 21 percent of people that did not start Tony Parker? Who is three thousand dollars?" <laughs> right. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I, how do you point. not start somebody at that point? Yeah, but so that I, plays I, a. I so, so that plays a role in like when you're like you and we were kind of talking before we, we started out the podcast about, you know, take like Steph Curry. So you're looking at players that are just I mean, you look at a guy like Steph Curry or Westbrook and they're just elite players. But you have to base price and you might look at Vegas like you might look at the line to see how much they're favored. And if it's a if it's a blowout type of game, he might be less attractive to you. Yeah. Yeah. I have an example on, on the 27th um, just a couple days ago. Uh, Golden State was playing Minnesota. Um, the over/under was something like 216, and that's something I normally, you know, jump on in a heartbeat. But Golden State was 17 point favorites Jesus. at home, so you know <laughs> Curry when he was terrible. Did they cover yeah, that? When, when Curry's inching close to 11,000, uh, that that's too expensive for that. And he ended up with a little over 40 points, but. You know, it's only only about four times value, and and that's that's just way too low. Um, on that same night, Kemba Walker had a great matchup at home against Orlando uh, for two thousand less than Curry um, in a close game, and he scored almost sixty. So yeah. you, you know, you need to you need to take a lot of those things into account and and really pick and choose. So, and now I need to look though. I'm look, yeah, your players aren't going to be valuable at all if they're sitting on the bench because it's a blowout game. And by the way, they so, did no, not cover no. that. The Warriors did not cover that game. I just needed to know as soon as I heard it was 17 <laughs> points, they they did not cover it because they only won by 13 points. You addict. I just needed to know. I'm sure they got backdoored. I'm sure they were up by 18 at one point in that game. I'm, I'm sure they were up into the 20s at a certain point, and all, all the starters were pulled. So I, I don't think Clay was even touching the fourth quarter either, I'm sure. Yeah, so so let me ask you, um, just getting into this, you know, trying to also circumvent like yearly to DFS, because DFS is here, and I think it's here to stay. And I know there are some that think, you know, DFS will be the way to go in the future. I don't ever think one way or the other. But the transition is becoming from people that are just doing yearly leagues to understanding where DFS plays into it. So I say all of that. What type? What are the biggest adjustments you think a yearly fantasy player who's just dipping in is going to have to deal with when, with doing DFS? Like, what are the biggest transitions? Number one, uh, you got to get loose to you losing. 
a lot. Um, you're going to lose a lot. You're going to go through long streaks of losing, and, and frankly, it can it can be a bit depressing. I mean, it's like you're you don't have any skills, right? Right. I'm worthless. In, in, in a year long league, you have you know you're working toward one end goal. You know, if you don't win the championship against your buddies or whatever, I mean, that's yeah. Maybe it sucks. Maybe you have to wear a dress or something. I don't know. But I mean, it's, <laughs> that's really about it. And then you look forward to next year. But you know, daily leagues. Or again and again and again, and usually entering you know more than one contest on on every every day that you play. So I mean, it's it's hard. Would it yeah. be safe to say that it's like one of the bigger things that I think there are plenty of fantasy people out there that have an issue with is the commitment. And I think there's much more of a commitment in DFS because you got to get involved. I mean, you you could easily just deposit and you can go and do a couple big tournaments if you want. But if you know you want to do this as a thing. You have got to be in it, and you got to be in it every day, and you've got to use strategies like you guys talk about with, you know, getting a dollar or getting a point per two hundred dollars you spend, that type of stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, and I've I've written a couple couple sort of articles giving uh, sort of point by point, you know, ideas of what what you want to do. Um, earlier this year, I actually wrote one for football called the the art of losing. <laughs> um, it's it, it just sort of about actually, you know, coming to grips that that's that's something you need to do, and and going in, you know, what what are you in this for? Are you in this for money? If you're in this for money, you have to really really pay attention daily. You're right, right. It's it's a grind. They call it a grind for a reason because you, you know you're gonna have long streaks of losing. So. I, I would say first and foremost, people better be having fun when they're doing this because if they're not having fun and going into that with that mindset, then it's just going to, you're just going to be done with it quickly. And football is a much easier transition than basketball because oh, sure. it's, you know, football is still, it's only three days a week tops, you know, and basketball is every single day, day in, day out. So you really, really have to pay attention. I wanted to go back and ask you about your strategy. Um, when you when you have a lineup that you really like, um, do you play it across just a whole bunch of contests? Do you play the same lineup, or do you vary lineups to say, well, I really like this one, but let's see about this one also? Or do you just get set into this is my my top out lineup, this is what I'm going with? Yeah, like you, like you might have that lineup that you're like, I know I can get the 50-50 here, but I'm going to do this lineup that has more potential to win in a tournament style. Sure. Sure. Well, I, I think it's a big mistake to only have one lineup uh, okay. going in. I think that's I think that's a big mistake. Injuries happen all the time. I, basketball, football. I mean, it it doesn't matter. I mean, player players can be taken out of a game in a heartbeat. So you know, you you want to cover cover a little bit of your bases, especially if you're you know you're picking picking riskier players. Um, a lot of tournaments on DraftKings, actually most tournaments on DraftKings, um, are multiple entry. So you you know you're going up against players that might be might be entering you know 50, 50 different lineups. It's it's hard to win a big tournament against something like that. So if you're only entering one lineup, you're you're really limiting your ability to actually win some of these big tournaments. As far as the lineups go, is do you like to do consistent studs and scrubs, or do you like to even out your value, or does it really, really just depend on the day and the price? I'm really curious about this one because this is a constant thing me and Bogman always talk about. If you can get that good lineup that's got five and six thousand dollar guys, maybe a seven, maybe one or seven or eight, or you go the three big studs with a bunch of scrubs. I, you know, it to me it just depends. You know what what the prices look like that day. Obviously, that Christmas day when Tony Parker's at minimum price, or uh, 
or Burke the other night for Utah when when uh, Burks was out. He was somehow at three thousand too. Uh, in those situations, you have to pick those kind of guys, and and then your lineup will sort of lend itself to being more of a scrubs and studs, you know, so to speak, uh, lineup. Um, but where do you find me, yourself more? Where do you find yourself when you, when you're putting together lineups? Where, where do you where do you skew more? Are, are you getting are you getting more Westbrooks and Curry's in, or are you doing more you know Jimmy Butlers and and uh, DeAndre Jordans? I I try to I I think most of my lineups have have one one stud, be it Westbrook or uh, Anthony Davis, and it's usually one of those two guys, um, maybe DeMarcus Cousins if the price is right. Then a bunch of mid-price guys, Jimmy Butler on, on 50-50s is almost a must-play, right. the, the way he's been playing. I mean, he, the guy plays 40-plus minutes a night. I mean, that, that alone, you know, and I mean, he consistently produces. Um, and, and there are always, always a couple of... Um, you know, injury fill-ins um, that are going to be below 4,000 uh, on DraftKings that are great. Uh, Cole Aldrich, uh, the last couple games. Yeah, he went uh, off the other night. Fantastic. Yeah. Nine, 19 boards last night. I mean, the guy the guy has been, uh, you know, when he gets playing time, he's on fire and his price his price is low. I mean, a lot of times, a lot of times it just takes opportunity for some of these cheap prices. And, and that's, that's where sort of following following a bunch of guys on Twitter and, and getting the latest information uh, is, is huge. So, yeah, as I think most of my lineups, there's going to be one one stud. And, yeah, it's hard to, hard to go other than Anthony Davis or Westbrook. Yeah, I agree with that. With so talking about your lineups then, then let me ask you this. Have there been some guys that you would kind of claim as DFS champs so far, you know, like a Jimmy Butler, like we were just talking about so far this season, or, and vice versa, are there guys that have been kind of disappointments so far that based on, like, uh, current value. Yeah, you know, fluctuate. I think there. I think there've only been a small handful of guys that I've been able to trust all year long. Um, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, as I mentioned, you know, a few times already. James Harden was in there, although I'm falling off of him now that Corey Brewer and Josh Smith are on the team. I think yeah. he's going to lose uh, a lot of a lot of his uh, attractiveness with those two guys. I mean, Brewer Brewer stepped in and scored 25. Um, yesterday, I mean, he's he has that outside shot capability that was previously all Harden's. He already has more threes with the Rockets than he had with the Timberwolves the whole year. Wow! Really? Wow! Yep. That's impressive. I did not know that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and, and you know, Josh Smith is in a position to actually, you know, be a role player because he's going to be forced into that. He's he's not at the skill level of of Harden or Howard. I mean, he's not he's not going to get all those shots. And you got to convince him to hits. quit taking shots. Yeah. No, I mean, like, wouldn't you, couldn't you give the crown, like, Jimmy Butler's got to be a crown of, like, a DFS champ so far. Yeah, Easily. Okay. He's, he's up. And, and for some reason, his price just doesn't climb, climb like the rest. I, I, you know, I don't know if, if DraftKings has built in a uh, different algorithm for him or what. Well, I, it looks like Tuesday might s- finally start realizing because I'm seeing it looks like he's got like an 8,700 value for Tuesday's matchup. So that's the highest I think okay, I've so seen he's, him. He's creeping in there then, yeah. So, I mean, e- even at 8,000, 8,500, he was a good play. I mean, you know, he's almost a lock for 40 points the way he's been playing recently. So he's, he's 8,700 is getting to a point where I'd have to really consider if I want, want him or not. So. I, I know he hasn't played many games, but have you had Durant in any of your lineups once this year? I have not had Durant. In I didn't any think of my so. Yet. Yeah, I'm because he's he's coming off the injury, and they want to put him at like ten million or ten thousand or whatever it is. 
um, yeah. still. Like every single time, he's just so overpriced. Feels I like haven't played money. him once either, and I'm I'm a huge Texas fan. No, I mean his his minutes are his minutes are going to be limited, especially when he comes back from this this other injury he has. And and Westbrook has been playing lights out. I think his usage rate Westbrook's usage rate I think is forty one. Uh, when I was looking at it yesterday, and that's that. If if he continued that, that would be the highest ever for a season, which wow. is absolutely insane. I mean, and and he's fairly. Fairly efficient too, so I mean, it's he is that offense. Hope he doesn't break down the Welsh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, are there any other guys on the positive end that have been, you know, the the really happy looking guys? I'm I'm trying to go through here and see if there's anybody that stood out to me. That I mean, Draymond Green, I think is just based Draymond on price. Green, yeah, his his price hasn't hasn't climbed either for his production. I mean, he's consistently, you know, even with David Lee back, I mean, he's consistently, um, you know, scoring in the mid 30s. Which well, is fantastic. What about disappointments as far as guys that you have played that, you know, that they are just not equaling the value that DraftKings is putting on them, that you're just not touching anymore? Uh, I'll see Brooke Lopez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He's certainly up there. <laughs> we were talking about him before, but I mean, with with Mason Plumley coming out, there's there's no way I touch him. I think he's 6,600 tomorrow. It's, it's way too high for him. Wow. Um, what about Noah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, Noah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Noah has touch been Noah. extremely disappointing. I mean, with Pau Gasol in the mix, I mean, he sort of disappeared. He Pau Gasol and a healthy Derrick Rose. I mean, it's, he doesn't have to pass the ball anymore, and that was that was where a lot of his value came last year. And in those, what did he average six or seven assists last year? I mean, something something insane. Yeah. Do you think Kobe's price is so high because so many people still love Kobe and they want to play him every single time? I still towards points, but yeah, that's a good question. I, I think when Kobe's minutes aren't limited, his price is is warranted. I, I think okay. he I think he shoots enough um, to where he can have those you know fifty odd fantasy point games, especially if he was playing tomorrow, which you know I don't know he is. I mean that that L.A. Denver game is is going to be a high scoring affair, and that's that's the kind of game I would want him in. But he's over. He's over, like. This is a perfect transition then right here because sure. uh, where I wanted to go with this, uh, I'm looking at this and I'm like, Kobe Bryant is more than Jimmy Butler tomorrow. And that's like, I'm not putting in Kobe in, in DFS right. if we're I looking at DraftKings. Yeah, and I wouldn't put once. him in once. So with that, so we've talked about some of the guys that have been blah, some of the guys that have been really good. Let's actually talk about tomorrow for a second, if, if, if you don't mind, if we can dig into sure, it. Sure, sure. So some of the, you can get these prices, people can start setting their lineups for tomorrow's games, or maybe they're listening to the podcast and tomorrow is actually today. So talking about the Tuesday lineups, who are some guys for our Endless League listeners, a little sneak peek into what, you know, might show up in one of your draft sheets or guys that people should look for that are great values? Yeah, well, I will be doing the uh, tomorrow's draft sheet at the fake basketball so it's a good lead-in um good first look at prices for me i think ed davis tomorrow um 5200 on DraftKings is going to be a very solid pick um he's he's been averaging close to 30 fantasy points um a night and he gets a fantastic matchup i'm writing these uh, down against again. denver's <laughs> front court. I, yeah go for it against okay. denver's front court defense um, Fareed has, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what's happened. He finally found some confidence, huh? I mean, yeah, he's, he's been averaging like 20-20 in the last three games. It's he, insane. He's been ridiculous. And he was oh, a great manimal. price. Yeah, I, play, I played him last night and he was ridiculous. And what is that, 6900 for Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, on, on the higher end of things, uh, I think Ty Lawson is still in play. I mean, it, it, even at 10,000, he's, he's playing the league's worst um, point guard defense. Uh, the, I mean, the Lakers can't stop stop any point guards at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what teams you guys are fans of? But uh, 
He's a Rockets fan. I'm. Rock I don't. Rockets, I, I mean, I like the Suns uh, because I've been in Phoenix long enough. But I, I don't really have an allegiance. I'm from the Bay Area, so I enjoy watching the Warriors too. I have no allegiance. It's just whoever does well by me. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, so we got Lawson. We got Ed Davis, Lawson, Fareed. Any other guys yeah, that are I, jumping out? I think out? tomorrow actually it looks like it's shaping up to be a night where you want to target the high price point guards. Um, Lowry and Lillard are facing off against each other. That should be a fun matchup. Wow, and, yeah. And they, if Aldridge sits again, I, I don't haven't heard one way or the other yet. Um, but if he sits again, then that's that's just going to be a, you know a two man show right there. That's and a great point. You just two- I, I want to highlight that what you just said actually when you look at this because I really like your point of what you just said about Ty Lawson. When you look at these guys that are going for tomorrow, Curry's going against Carter Williams. Lowry is going against Lillard. Wall is going against Rondo. Those are not the best matchups for those high end guys. And then, and Carter Williams is going against Curry. So you have Lawson, who's in the middle of them, is going up against Jeremy Lin and Ronnie Price. Like I like right. Lawson a lot. Yeah, I think I think Lawson has a fantastic matchup. Uh, but I mean, you also have to take into into context too. I mean, I mean, Lillard Lillard's usage rate is shot up with with Aldridge out of the mix. So I right. mean, it's, it just depends, and that. That game should be really close. Same with that uh, Washington-Dallas game. Uh, I mean, the matchups are good. Rondo's a good defender, but are you are you going to say that John Wall is is going to have a bad game just just because he's going up against against Rondo? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, I, I think also those are the type of games where where the studs really step up and uh, show. So I mean, sometimes you have to mix in a little bit of gut feel um, yeah. ag- against. What what may seem like a contrarian type of thought, so if that it, makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely it does. <laughs> so, um, so you got a point guard, a couple power forwards, any small forwards or centers that look uh, particularly enticing to you tomorrow, Tuesday? Did I mention Jordan Hill? We I did think not. Jordan Hill's gonna. I don't think I did. I think Jordan Hill's gonna snap snap back and have an okay game tomorrow. Ooh. Um, against Denver, right? He's, good price. I know, he's not. He's not someone you should trust. Asking people to have a lot of faith there, Ian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, use use him in tournaments. I mean, obviously he hasn't shown any consistency, but but the matchup couldn't be better. Right. Um. I think in one game against Denver earlier this year, he he scored about thirty five fantasy points. So I mean, he certainly has it in him, and I think his price is low enough that you that he's he's worth a shot in tournaments. Um. Tomorrow. Um. For sure. I think Alex Len's price is still pretty reasonable. Yeah, we talked about him earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's only only fifty one hundred. I think he has a pretty decent matchup against Asich tomorrow. Um, who's, you know, he's a rebounding machine, but he's pretty slow down low. So I think Len is gonna gonna probably a really good shot at another double double. And what we need a shooting guards. Let's yeah yeah we're this is uh, our yeah. listeners. They, we treat our listeners the best. Let's get a shooting guard and a small yeah. forward for them. Tyreek Evans has a pretty good matchup. Now, see, would you take Tyreek over Clay? Seventy-seven hundred. His price is fairly reasonable too, actually. For uh, even with Clay Thompson, like the Clay Thompson and Evans value are close. I would be like pushing towards Clay Thompson. I feel like Clay Thompson's a little pricey for me. I'm just worried that game goes okay. to a blowout too quickly. With Philly, yeah, yeah that makes the sense. Over, uh, this is again where you need to look at look at Vegas. I mean, the the over under is about two hundred six, and Golden State is favored by eighteen. Um, I I think this game is going to be over 
fairly quickly. I mean, maybe Philly surprises, but I wouldn't take the chance on Clay outside of tournaments. You uh, the Welsh puts him. Clay in every single lineup he Clay does Thompson. every night. And he scores oh, me. Man. I don't really, but I put him in a lot. Because <laughs> every he's always, night. It's, you know, sure, you know sure what? Fire way to uh, drain the bank account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It has been Butler or Clay Thompson recently. So, okay, so based on this, let's just say, for argument's sake, someone was like, well, I'm going to do what Ian said. I'm going to put a Davis, Fareed, Lawson, Lynn Hill, and Evans, just for argument's sake. Would sure. you go price? on a uh, what is there a high like high price small forward that you like I mean it's like LeBron and then everybody else Gordon Hayward's pretty attractive um, 7600 if you I mean that's that's not really paying up I think Minnesota will be able to keep it close enough see here he's always capable I I don't trust Hayward enough to uh, score on a regular basis to use him in cash games um, but as a tournament option I think he's uh, certainly a good look How about Wilson Chandler Though we're though we're going heavy oh, on the yeah, Nuggets, 60, yeah, he could he could have a good game. It's his price has certainly been climbing up there, but it looks like he uh, looks like he's sort of back at it. Um, yeah, that I mean that that game more than any, I'll be targeting tomorrow. That game and the uh, Phoenix New Orleans game um, are the two games that that everybody should be focusing on. Well, that's some good advice. So those are some little nuggets there just for our in this league listeners before that draft sheet even comes out, and you can find that at thefakebasketball.com. They have the uh, they've got their advice. They've got the draft. Sheets. They've got some some easy, you know, per day or per week or per month plans. You can get those draft sheets to help you win. Maybe we need to do that. So we do a little bit more winning. Just saying, <laughs> just saying, but not saying, hey, by the way, maybe on that run, I know a few of the people that we talk with may want this advice. How do you cope with long with a long winning drought? Or better to say, well, how yeah, do you cope with losing? That's, that's yeah. tough. Yeah, losing. I, I think if you first and foremost, I, I, I you know, I do a sort of a I made that six-step article that art of losing. And the first one is is have fun. Oh, it's if not drinking. To make it's, money. It, you probably aren't going to make money because there are a lot better players out there. Your first step is not to become an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. That that okay. is not good either. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have fun. Have fun. You know, I mean, obviously don't, if you're going to play for money, don't, don't deposit more money than you can afford to lose. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. I yeah, mean, you can, you can win money on the, on most DFS sites without depositing any money. I mean, it just, it just takes a lot longer and you have to, you know, you have to keep at it after a while and enter, enter free rolls constantly. And it's possible if you just want to do it for fun and, and do that. And have a plan. You you want to have a plan on how you're spending it. on on every on every night. You don't want to spend more than ten to ten to fifteen percent of your bankroll if you have one. If you go more than that, you're just gonna start blowing because because losing streaks happen to everybody, like you're saying. So um, you want to play way more cash games than tournaments. So cash games, head to heads or or fifty uh, fifties, any any kind of double up where you have a fifty percent chance. See of the Welsh. See? Yeah, no, I'm all for it. That's great. Shut up. So I mean, and I it should be it should be a really big split. I mean, at least eighty percent. You know, cash games. See, my problem comes from I'm a poker player, so I've always been playing, and I love tournament poker. But yeah, uh, sure. you know, if I were to give uh, any poker player advice, and they're like, "Oh, I want to make money," I would tell them, "Well, you got to play cash games. Cash games are how you make money playing poker. It's not tournament play." So the same right. thing applies here right. for uh, DFS. Right, and you're not you're not going to make. I mean, I mean, there there are a few stories of people, you know, putting their first deposit and turning into a million bucks, but that's that's not going to happen. That's one guy in a commercial. Yeah, they're on a commercial. Every people, yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 you know, it's a daily it's a daily thing. You have to be on it, you know, every single night. You have to be reading every single night. Um, And you know, I mean, you're aiming to win. 
you know, 56 to 60% of your cash games. And then you're going to go home with a little bit of profit every night. If you win more than that, then that's, that's great. And that's, that's assuming you don't enter tournaments, which, which are a lot harder to win, especially, especially on, you know, DraftKings or any site where there, there are multiple entries available. If you want to increase your chances of winning a tournament, look for the tournaments that are single lineup entry only. And there are a few of those every night on DraftKings. Well, and then a little piece of advice we can give to everybody. Three things they can do. Either do the work, listen to our podcast, as you should be, or go sign up at thefakebasketball.com for Ian's draft sheets and anybody else that puts those draft sheets up. Those are good ways to win. Put in the work or listen and sign up and let other people do the work for you. That sounds right. good. Okay. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. All right. I, I would also say say don't don't second guess yourself. I know a lot of people might be tempted to to change their lineups at the last moment. Oh my god. You know how many times you just wipe it out and then start all over? Till a tip off, sure, but it's uh I mean if you've had a lineup there for a few hours and no, nothing's really changed in the news. I mean there's there's really no reason for you to change it. Yeah, Bogman, like so. someone tell you to take Kenneth Farid out last night before before the game starts, and then <laughs> then you make sure not to listen to them because then yeah. he goes off and he does well. So, all right, well, here's the Maybe transition. Maybe if Youngberg was giving me that advice, I'd listen to him because he beat me. Uh, so. He did beat you. He's superior, Bogman. Uh, what do we say? Well, according to him. All right. Well, so. we're transi- tra- transitioning here. Ian, our DFS guy, and we're going to actually do some yearly talk with the most added and some player debates. All right, kicking off the most added here. The five most added are Jarrett Jack, Alex Land, Corey Joseph, Cole Aldrich, and Jared Dudley. When you look at it, when you hear that list there, Ian, are there any of those guys as far as the most added that stand out to you as you got to have them on your team, they do not belong on that list, or are they all about the same to you? Jared Jack, Alex Land, Joseph, Aldrich, and Dudley. I love Jack and Lynn. Um, I think I think they've solidified their roles. I think Len has that center center position locked down. I think he'll keep it in. Um, since he's been starting, he's averaged uh, over nine points and seven rebounds and almost three blocks a game, which is fantastic. Especially if your league is like most leagues, uh, you know, rebounds and blocks are a main category. So he's huge. Um, Darren Williams, uh, I've heard so many, so many trade rumors swirling around, whether that's true or not. Jarrett Jack has been getting like 30 minutes of run every night. So he needs to be on your team. You'd be a shame if he's on the waiver wire. I'm not a big fan of Corey Joseph. Patty Mills came back and last year, whenever Tony Parker was out, Patty Mills was always the main beneficiary. And I, I don't see that changing once he gets himself back in the game shape. So I'm, I'm not a big Corey Joseph fan going forward. Um, with that news, Bogman, what about you on that? When you see these guys, because I'm I'm with Ian. Alex Lynn is my number one guy. I'm not sold on Jack yet, even though he's put up good numbers. He's definitely a speculative ad. Alex Lynn is a long going ad. I mean, he's a for the rest of the season ad to me, and the rest of the guys are just bleh, like whatever. Well, Alex Lynn, uh, like you guys, he's my number one, and you know I've been touting Alex Lynn all year. I'm not going to stop now. Um, the Suns love him. He has the time now. He's playing with increased confidence. It's just going to get better. Uh, I think we mentioned that at the start of the show. Jarrett Jack is my number two with a small caveat. We know Darren Williams is most likely getting moved this year. It's like I would say it's at like 70% right now, and it's just going to get higher and higher until he's moved. And Jarrett Jack is a great ad, uh, you know, speculatively. Um, but if they get a point guard back, that could put Jarrett Jack right back to the bench 
And, Absolutely. And that's know. what worries me the most. That whole conversation of when they were going to get Darren Collison, it was just like, well, that just that negates anything that Jack would bring back. Right. Sure. And uh, it would make Collison stay valuable. Where a lot of people yeah. thought that, you know, if they go and get Darren, they're not going to move Collison. I don't know why they wouldn't move Collison in that deal. But um, if they get a point guard back, they're going to play that point guard because, I mean, they're trading Darren Williams for him. Let me ask you so, something real quick. Let me, both of you guys. Yeah. That, that ridiculous trade that was going on where it was going to be Darren Williams for Collison in Sacramento, but then uh, Sacramento in, insisting that Mason Plumley be in the deal and then, you know. And then the Brooklyn's just laughing all the way to the bank. They're like, that's not going to happen. Let me ask you this. Would you trade in fantasy? Would, would you trade Darren Williams for Mason Plumley or vice versa? Would you? I mean, who would you want more, Mason Plumley or Darren Williams? Right now, I think I'd like Plumley. Uh, that's what I, I, don't I think, think too. Jack's gonna, I don't think Jack's given up enough minutes for Darren Williams to uh, get back to where he, where his potential was earlier this season. I think Plumley sort of solidified his minutes. I don't trust Lopez to stay healthy in the slightest. I, I think uh, Plumlee's position is is going to be solid going forward. Obviously, it depends on on your league and and what your needs are. If you're playing rotisserie league and and you need assists, then I, I suppose I might keep Williams if I was already fine on rebounds and stuff. But I'm yeah, gonna... taking away the 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 need of the position. But if you're just solely looking at Plumlee and Darren Williams, I think I'm the same way. Like yeah, that, and flat that... out. And that, I'm going Plumley. Isn't that crazy? And that's what I wanted to get across by asking that was like, I think, you know, Mason Plumley has really come on that much that I would I want him more than Darren Williams talking about that ridiculous real life trade. Well, the thing that um the thing that he's been doing, Plumley, is he's been working with KG. And KG mm-hmm. may be a million years old, but the guy knows how to play. And he's been teaching Plumley and he's been on him every single day. And they say that, you know, Kevin Garnett is a great teammate because he's a bully. And you know, I don't like KG because he does that crap out on the court. Is know? that is that why we have such good chemistry? Because you're the bully? That's right. I'm the bully. I just okay. make you better. Okay. <laughs> that's all I do is I make you better. And and that's what he's been doing to Plumlee. He's been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And it, it it's finally clicking. So Plumlee is here to stay. I mean, that's it, it's he's not going away. It's not going to be what we've seen in the past where he has a good game and then he goes back to the bench. He's here to stay. He's a good player now. And Darren Williams is older he breaks down and if he moves to a new team yeah there's chemistry issues some sometimes but there seem to be more with darren williams brooklyn gets it, all the better brothers phoenix gets the bad end of all the brothers <laughs> that's just all there well, is i don't know say. they had robin lopez for a while that's what i'm saying well he's the better he's a better brother than brooke now besides the fact that he's hurt yeah, i mean they're I, both hurt so yeah. i'd rather have robin one in the I'd same rather have robin for the hair alone that's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. All right, well then, okay, so covering the most added, Bogman, who are our most dropped guys? The most dropped guys are Kyle O'Quinn, Amari Stoudemire, Mo Williams, C.J. Miles, and Marcus Smart. All of those, by the way, I think are relatively bigger names on a drop list because almost every single one of those guys have been on our ad list. So I'm actually really interested in this. Bogman, why don't you go first? Who are the guys that stand out to you that maybe don't belong here? Or well, even Marcus, that really Marcus do? Smart is the first guy that I don't think should be dropped. I know he hasn't had great production, but you want to hold on to him because it's coming. Uh, he has all the opportunity in the world to take the point guard job, and it's coming. The other guy, C.J. Miles, who cares? Amari Stoudemire, who cares? Mo Williams, Rubio's on the, the track back. Kevin Martin's going to be back slowly after him. Pekovic should be back, I think, later this week. And it hurts me to say because he's played so well, but the more I think about Kyle O'Quinn, the less I like him. The minutes are leaving in a hurry. 
Uh, he's back down to like, I think he played 14 minutes the other night and then 18 minutes the night before that. Plus, Aaron Gordon just shedded that walking boot the other day. He is going to be come, coming back soon. So Kyle O'Quinn looks like he might be droppable. Um, he has high upside, but somebody has to get injured. If Vuk gets hurt, you go pick him up again. But I think he's droppable at this point. Ian, what say you? I'm I'm on pretty similar page here. I think Marcus Smart is a, a definite keep. I mean, he he really hasn't had enough enough playing time yet to uh, for us to really see what he can do out there. I mean, I, I watched him a lot in college, and he certainly has the skills uh, to move forward. So maybe he just doesn't doesn't feel comfortable yet in the system. But to drop him yet, I think, is is a bit of a mistake. Maybe he just needs to punch one fan, <laughs> and then he'll be a lot better in the NBA. Yeah, that, you know, helps helps for certain players. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, CJ Miles, uh, I, I think is going to lose uh, lose a lot of his value with uh, George Hill as he um, should back in the mix now. So I, I'm I'm really not high on him. I was high on him earlier this season, especially especially in daily leagues. But but he's going to lose a lot of his attractiveness. Um, Mo Williams and Stoudemire, I actually still like um, for the short term. Um, Williams Williams more so. Stoudemire. I mean, when he plays, he still he can still you know drop a double double for you. So I mean, if you have the room on your roster, it's he's not he's not a bad stash. I mean, you just he's obviously going to be sitting a lot, you know, just due to his due to his knees. So it's if you have the room, I would keep him. Um, and O'Quinn, I I see no reason to keep him. I, I'm with he, you he guys. Offer a lot of value to me. I'm with you guys on smart. I think that's just blatant. I don't know why he's on this list. I, you know, the only one I don't necessarily agree with that you guys are both are, or Ian, you kind of like him a little bit, is Amari. I don't see why Amari's on this. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but when he's been playing, he's been more productive than he's been in years. And this is the constant oh, yeah. This is the constant yearly fantasy basketball issue. The people that were emailing me, oh, should I drop Solinger? You know, should I do that? No, you just, just hold no. on. Give it a little bit of time. Give it a couple weeks and make sure if, if a guy has been a proven player in the past, and they're playing well, and they go on a slump. Give it some time. If it's guys like Kylo Quinn, go ahead. Like I, I get why you're dropping Kylo Quinn. I don't believe in Mo Williams just because Rubio's two or three weeks away, and Levine sure. has been really well. I don't like CJ Miles, but Marcus Smart is obvious here, and, and I just wouldn't be dropping Stoudemire. That's just me. No, I'm with you. And uh, you know, someone that wasn't mentioned on the most added that I think should be soon. Um, I touched on earlier is uh, is Patty Mills. I I think yeah, he is going to take a lot. A lot more of the uh, the minutes from Corey Joseph um, when when Parker inevitably sits going forward and and he's a scorer. I mean he's he's proven it before and, and once he gets his legs under him, I think he's a he's a great great speculative ad right now. Wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about him next week. All right, Bogman, let's get into some player debates. All right, the first up here is probably the hardest one, guys. So I'll let you guys handle it first before (laughs) I go. Kyle Lowry versus Damian Lillard. And they're playing tomorrow, I believe. They are. So, uh, all right, Ian, who who do you like in that uh, player battle for the rest of the season going for Kyle Lowry versus Damian Lillard? I, I will preface this by saying I'm a big Blazers fan. Uh oh. But oh, yeah. uh, that being <laughs> said, I still have to give a slight nod to Lillard. Very slight. I was looking at their stats and they're almost identical across the board. And, and it, it sort of depends, you know, what, what you need. Um, but Lillard scores more, he has more rebounds, has a higher free throw percentage, 
has more three-pointers made. Um, the only thing he gives up even slightly to uh, Lowry is assists. And uh, other than that, uh, across the board, he I think he's the better better player for fantasy going forward. This one really is tough. This is a good one, Bogman. This, uh, <laughs> by the way, two guys that you own in a league. Not yeah, not no to be ironic deal. here. No big deal. Um, you know, and this is going to surprise you, Bogman. I'm going to go Lowry because wow. yeah, because I was dump- I I have done my dumping on Lowry to you, Bogman, in the past and and not been on it. I am such a more of a believer in this guy now. Watching him play, and, and here be the reason. Everything Ian said is correct. They're eerily similar. Where Lillard's going to get you a little bit more on the threes, the field goal percentage and free throw. You know, you're splitting hairs a little bit here. You're getting more assists with Lowry, more threes essentially with Lillard. What I like about Lowry is he is the guy. This is his team. Portland, it's not necessarily Lillard's team. And you know, if when Aldridge is coming on, if Batum ever learns how to shoot, if he sells his soul to the devil and <laughs> can somehow get a shot back. And then you get Robin Lopez back. I just think it breeds for Lillard to kind of come down a little bit where I think Lowry is only going to continuously be sought after and needing to be the guy. It is splitting hairs, though. It is just right next to each other. On Yahoo's ranker, Lillard is 6 and Lowry is 12. So, you know, it's, you know, pick one and you're going to be fine. But I'm going to go Lowry the rest of the season. Interesting. Well, yeah. well kind of like you said, Ian, Lillard has more threes, um, more points. It, it, the, the thing with Lillard to me is he, he's becoming uh, – he's taking that that big step into a, a superstar player. That's Which I think Lowry like. is think doing the same he's, thing. He's had two 40-point games you know, in the last you know, week and a half. I mean, he's, he's stepping it up. He's, he's taking that huge step, and it looks like um, he's just getting better and better, and there's a lot of room for him still to go up. And Lowry has been in the league for a long time, and I think he's at his peak, and he is a fantastic player. He is very, yeah. very, very good. You know, in an MVP race, I'd give the nod to him for what yeah. he meant to his team, actually. But, exactly, I but would. But as far as fantasy, I have to go have to go, Dane. Right, and, and as far as potential, Lillard is better. But... Lillard hit that three against my Rockets last year. So oh, I'm taking Kyle. Oh, my yeah, God. I'm taking Kyle. Bobby, you're so ridiculous. How many times you've done this where you talk <laughs> up someone? How many times have we had this on the player debate where either it's you or a guest talks up someone so hard, and then they're like, but I'm going the other way. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, I would take Lillard, to be honest with you, uh, going forward, just because I think there's more room for improvement in in his game they're both very 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 good Dude, already they're, so, they're both top 15 players they're so but similar it's crazy. i would take lillard but you know fuck him because he hit that three it was disgusting <laughs> they're, they're just I, they're eerily similar the next at least, at least the rockets aren't the only team that have felt that dagger after uh he pulled mm. off the exact same play the other night yeah but it wasn't in the playoffs kind of the fareed versus greg monroe um what do you think about that one the welsh where are you going on this one e. um <laughs> you know, I'm going to go Fareed. And yep. it's hard for me to say that. Not, I mean, I own him and I've been feeling the brunt of it. And I'm not saying it because I own him, but because, like, this is like how he's playing right now is how I thought this guy was going to be this year. I, mean, I don't think he's going to do 20, 20 games or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, pulling off 20 and 14 games, maybe, you know, then his lower games are more like a 15 and 8. I always thought he was going to be this type of guy. Greg Monroe has been having a, a pretty decent season. 
You know, I mean, he, he's nothing to, to spit at. 14 points, nine rebounds, an assist, 47% field goal with decent free throw, but Farid has got the free throw up, great field goal percentage, and the points and rebounds are coming up. I, I think he finally got figured out what he needed to, plus Denver is realizing we got to play this guy more than 30 minutes or 28 minutes. We can't keep sitting him on the bench. So I think Farid has finally hit that point where he's going to just go. So I'm going to take Farid the rest of the season. If you had asked me this last week, I, I would have had a much harder time and probably would have lent, leaned to uh, Monroe's side. But but after seeing what Farid did this last week, I mean, I, I think he I think he found his confidence. And I think uh, going forward, he's he's going to be who we thought he could be going into the season. Back to being the manimal. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I, I am actually going to be a contrarian here, and I like both these players, and I mentioned that before the season started, how much I like both of them. But I like Monroe more going forward right now, and I can't believe neither one of you guys mentioned this. Josh Smith is gone. Yeah. So a good point. Greg, he is. Greg Monroe is going to get more and more playing time, and I think he's just going to be a double-double machine. Now, Fareed's already there. Fareed's already a double-double machine, but – you have Brian Shaw in his crazy ass lineups and and switching and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't think it, it should not happen to Freed again. Well, because but, Van Gundy has been so consistent and good too. But <laughs> it hasn't been. Yeah, but but the problem is gone. One one of two problems. No, the is problem. Gone. No, the problem is still there in Brandon well, Jennings. One but, of two problems is gone. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, for Monroe's playing time, the big problem is gone. Is Josh Smith. So. I'm going to go with Monroe, but like we were talking about in the last one, it is by a hair. Yeah, it's it pretty close. It is not close. by much at all. Sure, sure. So these two are very close. Uh, you know, I think another thing that goes on Fareed's side is is Denver just plays a lot faster-paced games. I think, I think that just leans, lends itself to uh, more opportunities for the rebounds um, in games going forward. Yeah, uh, now this one, well. this one was really interesting to me because this one was actually asked to me. Someone said, who would you play this week? And then this I was just tough. like, whoa, I'm... Whoa! But we've already kind of touched on this, <laughs> so it may have answered this. Yeah, whoa! whoa. Like this, yeah, the song, Jared Sullinger versus Mason Plumley, going Oof. forward the rest of the season, and Sully has just been phenomenal. But Mason Plumley, all the praise we just gave him, Bob Bogman, where do you sit on this one? Uh, well, we ain't asking him. <laughs> no, 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 uh, no. Let's <laughs> definitely do Bogman first. Now, um, it hurts me to say this, but I'm, I'm going to go Plumley. I, I love Sullinger. They added Brandon Wright. Kelly Olnick's been playing well. Zeller's been playing well. And Sullinger's going to come back around. Don't don't make any mistake about that. Agreed. He's still the most talented out of all of those guys. But Plumlee has it open. Lopez is hurt. He's been playing great. He's not going anywhere. There's no threat to him in any rotation or anything. He doesn't have a crazy coach like Brad Stevens. I, I'm I'm sticking with Plumlee. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I as as much as I like Sullinger, I, I think Plumlee has just solidified his position. Um I, I don't trust Lopez. He's gonna get hurt again. And Plumlee has just proven himself to be a, a consistent double double threat. Um you know, he's getting close to a couple blocks a game as well. Even with uh, Lopez back, he's been playing more than 30 minutes and, and leading the team uh, a lot of nights and minutes. So, I mean, it's it's he's he seems to be the guy there in uh, for the Nets going forward. Well, so. it's, it's crazy to me because, like you had said earlier, if we would have asked me a week ago or two weeks ago, I probably would have gone Sullinger because of how much I love Sullinger. But Mason, sure. Mason Plumlee is the guy right now. And... To what you were just saying, I just read a report today that said Brooke Lopez says he's 100%, yet he still came off 15 minutes in his last game. I'm going to say Mason Plumley for this reason because I agree with Bogman. Solinger is coming back, and he will be the guy that you got at the beginning of the season. I fully believe that. But 
I also fully believe Brooke Lopez will get traded. I think he will get traded to a contending team. Maybe it's a team like Miami. You never know. My, you know, Miami might go and send you know one of the point guards over there. I, I think he will get moved because they can. And they want to give Plumlee the time, and they're not going to put all that money with Lopez on the bench. And if Mason Plumlee is playing 30-plus minutes, he is he's a top-notch center. He's a guy that you want on your team. So I'm going to join you three and say Mason Plumlee. It's crazy. It's crazy. I talent. can't believe that's a clean sweep there. I, I can't believe nobody stuck up. Yeah, now I feel bad. Now I feel bad for Jared Sellinger. <laughs> no, he'll be all right, okay. The next, one, the next one's tough because we have guys trending in opposite directions. But one of them is another one of those Boston rotation guys, Kelly Olnick versus Jordan Hill. The Welsh, who are you starting off in, in that one? Hey, you want to start with me? Why don't we start with Ian on this yeah, one? No, I want to start with you, you jerk. You just did it to me. I'm so. just saying. Well, um, pass. <laughs> Can I not do it? <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm going to get this one right. I'm going to go Jordan Hill. Olenek, I was just looking at their numbers, and um, – He's Galenic has been better over the last couple of weeks, and actually surprising to me because I thought, and we had talked about this with Brandon Wright coming there and all these big guys, someone was going to take the hit. We thought Tyler Zeller would take the biggest hit, but I thought Kelly would take a hit too. But he's double digit scoring in all of his last eight games with a thirty and a twenty point uh, game, and he's had you know it looks like averaging about seven rebounds. And I'm saying all of that, and I'm still going to pick Jordan Hill because I just think Jordan Hill is still the guy in L.A. He had a really hot start, and the entire Laker team has just been atrocious for a long period of time. But I think it'll change. I think he will get back to being that double-double guy. But I don't know, man. I could I could definitely be wrong. I don't like this one. Pass. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't like this one either. Uh, I mean, I mean Hill's, Hill has been just playing such so poorly recently. I mean, he's... Uh, he was he was on it at the beginning of the season. I mean, he was a double double machine. I I could count on him. Um, I thought he would be the guy uh, there in in L.A., but he he just hasn't sort of fallen off the cliff. I don't know if it's just something something the L.A. water or what. I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, I think I have to lean Olenek too right now. I mean, he's been coming on. He you know he provides that outside shot, which is obviously something you don't get with ninety nine percent of. Uh, big men out there. I'm changing mine to Kelly. I'm going with Ian. I'm changing. <laughs> I'm changing in between. I can't. I can't. I can't rightfully pick uh, Jordan Hill. There's, there's no way. It's horrible. I, I don't know. Yeah, Hills. Hills. Just I. I've seen nothing. Nothing to to see what you know. See consistency going forward. Outside well, of so, maybe taking him tomorrow night in DraftKings because maybe he this yeah, will be the well, game. Yeah, I mean that's that's the difference between daily, daily, and and year long leagues. Exactly. I mean, obviously there are positions where somebody that's been underperforming has a great matchup, and you need to take advantage of it. Exactly, so. Bogman. Here's my thing with these two guys: is I think Hill Hill is a guy with opportunity, and not necessarily with skill. Um, he has an opportunity to play in L.A. because they have no one else. Sure. And I think Kelly Olnick is a guy who's young. He has way more skill than Hill. And I think the more he plays for Brad Stevens, the more he fits the Brad Stevens system. And I think what Stevens really wants is just a guy to come out of this group and just take a hold of this job. And I think Olnick's doing it right now. I think Sullinger is, is you know, obviously he's having some struggles right now, more with this shot than anything else. Uh, I think that'll come back for Sullinger. And I think Sullinger and Olnick will wind up being the two guys in the system. But um, 
I'm going to take Olnick because I think he fits for Brad Stevens better, and he just is the better talent, even though he has more in front of him. Jordan Hill, I, I said it at the beginning of the year, um, he's had opportunities in the past, and he's never come through. And it was so, and that's why I was so surprised, and you played the wrong, wrong, wrong clip for me because Jordan Hill had such a good start. But I, I, don't, think, I don't think it was real. Well, so with my I'm late- off the Jordan Hill bandwagon. I'm on Kelly Olney. Well, with my so. late audible, we make it a sweep on there. All right, the <laughs> last one, I think this kind of falls into the same area. Actually, similar players, though they play uh, different positions. Joe Kim Noah versus Josh Smith. I Ian, think that who do you like on those two? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, Noah has... I, I'm disappointed, and and not because Noah was auto drafted to my only le- year long league, but it's uh he's he's just not he hasn't been needed like he was last year. They didn't they didn't have Pogasol, they didn't have Derrick Rose last year, and he had to be the man, and and now he's you know he's just sort of there, and it's it's a little disappointing from a fantasy perspective. And, he was ranked 25 as is in a Yahoo O rank, and his current rank is 112. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, that says it all right there. Uh, you know, I I would lean, I hate doing this, I would lean Josh Smith just because of his selfishness. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think his selfishness in this case is actually a, a huge boon. And even even on that uh, Houston team where there are a lot of other great players, you know he's going to look for his own shot. He he adds a lot of steals and blocks and, and does a lot of little things that Noah just hasn't been doing. Um recently so i begrudgingly pick josh smith but i'm not happy about it well I'll, I'll jump in here bogman because not to tout i don't know if you went to in this league.com and looked at a past article of uh bus and uh you know uh, sleepers for this year you might have seen my one of my busts was joe kim noah and he is doing all of that and he sucks he just sucks and i i don't see p- places where you can hold him anymore i mean he's not a droppable player but you can't trade him for any. <clears throat> you can't trade him for anything. You, it's going to probably still yeah. cost too much to acquire DFS. He's never a good value. I just, I just see no value in him any other place. And the, I kind of feel the same way as Ian. I'm just like, ugh, I got to pick Josh Smith because I look at that field goal and free throw, and it's just the worst thing ever. But I would probably rather have Josh Smith at this point. My hope is his field goal percentage is going to get better. Maybe he'll have some inner thing where he doesn't want to be the worst free throw shooter against Dwight Howard, and he'll get better. But at least maybe his field goal will possibly get better, but he at least gets you the points, the rebounds, assists, the steals, and the blocks, where Noah is playing 30-plus minutes, and he's not really doing much. I mean, his last game, seven points, nine rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. That's not the type of player that you draft in the first three rounds. That's the type of player you take in the 12th round. So yeah, I Noah go Smith. is the center version of Nick Batum this year. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great point. Not getting sure. it done at all. Um yeah, this is really tough for me because I, I I like Joe Kim Noah so much and I dislike Josh Smith so much, even though he's a rocket now. But I am going to make it a clean sweep and I'm going to go with you guys. I'm going to take Josh Smith only because I think moving to a contender has reinvigorated him. You know, I, I know he missed a bunch of shots in the last game, but he's still taking them. In his first game as a rocket, he looked really good. He helped the Rockets win in overtime. He has his hand in on every single board. Every board, I see that when he's on the court, his hand gets in there. He may not get it every time, but he's right there. So he is playing inspired basketball right now. And uh, for that reason, I'm going to go with Josh Smith. Uh, listen to this analysis from this Rocket fan. Ugh. <laughs> 
It's, well, I, I don't like I said, I don't like Josh Smith. And, you know, we talked about it in, in er, earlier in the show. I hate having Smith and Howard on the floor in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah. Together. Oh, sure. They, they're going to just hack them and they're going to miss all of the guys and free throws. It drives me nuts. Missing free throws drives me nuts. It's just hilarious hearing you talk about that. <laughs> it called a free throw. You should make it. Yeah. It's free, free throw. It's I gonna, mean, I understand you're tired in the fourth quarter and all that stuff. But when you're already bad at him in the first quarter and you're dog tired in the fourth quarter, you can't play those guys. I'm so excited for all the tweets you get when uh, uh, Howard and Smith are missing all those free throws in the fourth quarter. It's going to be fantastic. Well, that is Ian Goldsmith from the fakebasketball.com. You can find them at fake basketball on Twitter. You can find their football at the fake football. And you can obviously find Ian at Ian R. Gold, I-A-N-R Gold. Find him on Twitter, follow him, get your DFS advice. And if you want, go check out thefakebasketball.com. And, you know, if you're signing up through us, if you're a first-time depositor and using our promo code ITLBB on DraftKings, you can go check out The Fake Basketball, maybe get yourself some DraftKings daily uh, cheat sheets and possibly start winning some money. Use some of that advice that Ian gave us. Ian, any parting words for our uh, DFS guys or people that are still on the fence? Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just, it's fun. Start start because you're having fun. Start because you like basketball, you like the sports. I, I find it, uh, I find it's just a great way to, you know, follow the game more, um, get more involved in, in the research. And I, I enjoy that even if I wasn't, wasn't playing the game. So I, I think it just adds, adds another level. Uh, it's a fandom um, that you might not get with yearly long leagues. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. I appreciate you guys having me on. Hey, thanks so much for Absolutely. taking the time and giving us all this time and this great advice for our listeners, man. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. All right, later, buddy. Well, if that isn't enough uh, DFS information to fill your brain and make you dying to jump online and, and set a lineup, I don't know what will. Yeah, I mean, that that's good stuff. Uh, Ian's a good dude. Uh, DFS is fun. God, it's so much fun. It's it's a little bit stressful, but if you're just playing for a quarter, then it's not stressful at all. It's a little bit stressful when you get your it's rent on the line. It's a little bit stressful when I see the Welsh has Clay Thompson in his lineup again <laughs> for the eight millionth time. Every time Clay Thompson plays in the Welsh's lineup, don't be hating. I literally did write down all those names that he gave because that's <laughs> listen back. You know, he had to write them down. Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah, maybe don't write it down. Listen back, then our numbers will go up. We need to coax him into being like, hey, you know, you can give us a free membership. We, yeah, we could yeah. try out your service. We, you for stuff. we could let people know about how cool you guys are. I'm not sure a lot of people have heard of you. Plenty of people have heard of the fake basketball. So I think cool you way need to, to cut do all of this because we should probably do that. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a really good point, actually. <laughs> well, we want to thank Ian again for joining us. And if you do decide to do all those DraftKings things like we've talked about, not to keep killing it, but send a screenshot to Bogman if you're a first-time depositor. And you do do that in the next couple of days because our promotion of getting into those listener leagues, though it's not a any type of paid entry, there is no way to get in right now unless you do this. When it is time, we'll present away, and then you know, no one's guaranteed. Much more difficult. Yeah, it's well because everybody is going to be vying for it. This is the way to do it. So if you do decide to do that, you've got until Wednesday. You've got until the thirty-first to do it. Then there and out. That is no more. And then there'll be other things. And by the way, speaking of other things, the baseball podcast is coming. If that is something you're interested, be on the lookout on the website. We'll have somebody Photoshop the Welsh's face onto Eddard Stark in the Winter Is Coming thing, and just do baseball yes. podcast. It's coming. That will. 
profile. I'll change. I'll tra- change my profile to that if someone does that. <laughs> but then they'll use a bad picture. Oh, they're all bad pictures. So don't well, worry whatever. About it. Yeah, yeah, it's a picture. There's so. no good one. But uh, <laughs> January 9th will be the first baseball podcast, and it'll be all over the website. You can subscribe to it. But just want to let everybody know to get prepared if that is something that you like. We also said next week the Monday show, the episode. It's going to be 30. That's crazy. Episode 30 is going to be with JJ Cali. So be on the lookout for that. You can hit us up if you've got any questions for us in the meantime or for any episode. Hit us up on Twitter, is it the Welsh or Bogman Sports? Or you can email us, is it the Welsh at gmail.com or scottbogman at gmail.com. Get at us. I had one flood of emails one day where I was like, oh God, I shouldn't have said this. But um, it was just one day and I, I got back to everybody. So I'm getting bored again. <laughs> and I need emails to answer. So well, if- we're all we're all getting back into it. it was, the holidays took us all away from everything. It's time to get back into your fantasy team. So let us join into your awesomeness. Send me your emails, and I will get back to you. Send me all of them. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Yeah, so. just send them like naked pictures of men and yeah. You know, do send me naked things. pictures of men, and I'll forward them all to the Welsh. <sighs> Oh, everything's getting out of hand. By the way, a lot of people <laughs> listen to the wrong song over the Christmas break. I just yeah, wanted to point I saw that, that out. Thanks, everyone. I think it's over just as far as plays go. I think it was over yep. 300. And nobody listened to my YouTube video. No? So. Oh, well, everybody should go back. And it's very, very funny. Bogman put together the 12, uh, what the hell is it? 12 listens. 12 views of Christmas is what it was. (laughs) The 12 views of Christmas. It was the 12 gifts and bad gifts of Christmas. Very, very funny thing. Everyone should check it out. Uh, Yeah, it's 12 fantasy days of of Christmas, good and bad. So if you want to check that out and hear me singing off key, go ahead. Yeah, Bogman, you're hurt. It's okay. You'll be okay. I'm a little hurt. Took me a long time to do it. It'll be okay. Nobody watch. Well, please, a couple people go listen to it. Make me feel better about myself, please. So on that depressing note, um, see you guys next week. Yeah, because it's a new year, so make Bogman feel better. So. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll see you next week. Are you going to be okay? Are you going to make it through? Oh, yeah, as long as the Steelers beat the Ravens. Okay. I'll Go. make it through. Go Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you next week. Later.